Welcome to Enterprising, a podcast from Enterprise Bank & Trust that's empowering business leaders, one conversation at a time. We'll hear from different business leaders about how they've found success in cultivating their professional networks and keeping them healthy and strong. I'm your host, Alana Mueller, an entrepreneurial executive leader whose primary focus is to connect, inspire, and empower community. We at Enterprise Bank & Trust thank you for tuning in to another episode. Well, hello, listeners. Welcome back to Enterprising Podcast. Today, I'm pleased to welcome not one, but two remarkable executive leaders to Enterprising. We have with us Dave Pickard and Robert Glensky. Dave is an accomplished professional in the biopharmaceutical space. Robert is an award-winning consultant with a background in the pharmaceutical industry. Together, they have created a new consultancy called Fuel, and I'm excited for them to share their insights with us on this episode. Dave and Robert, welcome to Enterprising Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. So great to have you. Dave, let's start with you. Tell our listeners about your new venture, Fuel, and your motivation for launching the venture. Motivation first, I guess, was uh, we learned so much from Ewing Kaufman. Mr. K, we called him. We both worked with him as his associates. And our goal was to just really assemble everything we had learned and then subsequently practice as executives that was so successful for him and us. And Fuel is really uh, all about uncommon executive leadership, all in one place uh, that spans from strategy to execution. I love that. Robert, I know that you and Dave work together at Marion Laboratories, which I wanna talk with you about a little bit later in the program. Tell us about your early working relationship with Dave and what makes your Fuel partnership so unique. Yeah, well, that's uh, Dave and I actually started when I joined the company. Uh, Dave was a sales ex- executive and I was a sales rep. So that's how we first knew each other. And then about six, seven years later, we got reconnected in marketing. Uh, Marion Labs was testing out at the time. It was called segmentated or segmentation marketing. And Dave led that group. So we reconnected in uh, the marketing department. And I really would say it was the core of our business that we relationship is based on the experiences we had together and we brought them back together uh, about three four years ago and it was these leadership practices that were practiced every day i felt they were very critical in my career and we believe that we can share these things with the future leaders and leaders today that we learned and we want to share with those who'd be interested to to learn how you can you can actually have a business with uncommon success I love that. Well, you've both sort of specifically or at least alluded to Mr. K, something I have not really had a chance to share much about with the enterprising community is that one of my favorite professional jobs of all time was running a company called Kaufman Fast Track for an important organization in Kansas City and really around the country called the Ewing Marion Kaufman Foundation. It's known as the Foundation of Entrepreneurship, which plays an active role, as I said, throughout the United States when it comes to advancing entrepreneurship and education. And as you both know, it was founded by the same individual who started your alma mater, Mary Labs, Mr. Ewing Kaufman. And one thing I know for certain, and you all can opine on this, is that Mr. K's spirit was walking the halls of the Kaufman Foundation every day of my tenure. Tell our listeners more about Ewing Kaufman and his perspective on relationships and building businesses. Dave, why don't you get us started? Well, Thanks, Alana. It's great to hear your experiences. We can really relate to that. I'm not surprised at all. 
At Marion Laboratories, Mr. K's company, which we felt like because of his leadership was really our company, we had what we called the Marion Spirit. And the Marion Spirit was uh, something everyone felt and anyone could observe when they came in contact was a Marion associate. It really resulted from the way we were treated on a day-to-day basis. It was leadership practices that really resulted in that spirit. Everyone knew that Mr. K was up there and he cared about us. Everyone knew what was expected of them and where they stood in terms of those expectations. And it resulted in a joyousness and an ownership that I don't think I've ever seen replicated Although in our own business units that we ran separately later on, we practiced those same things and we put those in fuel and into our relationships as well. I want to tell one quick story. That Marion spirit resulted in memorable experience for me. One time we had a snowstorm and all the radio stations said, don't come into work unless you're an essential worker. And just about all Marion Associates showed up that day because we all felt like we owned the company and we were essential. That's exactly right. You know, there's actually, there's a Kaufman Fast Track story. The day that Fast Track launched, Ewing Kaufman was set to kick it off. And and for our listeners who don't know what Fast Track is, it, it trains entrepreneurs to start and grow businesses successfully. And I was very privileged to lead that that organization many years later. The famous story, just like your Marion story, is that there was a terrible snowstorm that morning and they had 200 entrepreneurs set to meet in some big hotel ballroom downtown. So people at the Kaufman Foundation started calling Mr. K and saying, you know, we've got to cancel this fast track thing. And he said, oh, no, I I promised I was going to be there. And so and you know what? Nearly all of those 200 entrepreneurs showed up along with Mr. K and they started Fast Track. So that is, a, you know, I actually, I think that that is an actual story, not hypocritical. And it's something that I always remembered when I was leading the company. So when the, when the going get t- got tough, I always thought, what would Mr. K do? <laughs> so I love, I love that there's a Marion story just like that. Beautiful. Robert, why don't you pick up a little bit where Dave left off? What, what's one of your favorite lessons that you learned from Mr. K that stays with you today? And and frankly, on which you plan to build your own business now with Fuel? Well, first of all, you hear these stories all the time. And the stories, they have a life of their own. But it really gets to the essence of how successful he was. And I think my favorite experience with him, and we still live it today, is living his principle. And one of the most famous principles he had was to treat others the way you want to be be treated with dignity and respect. You know, he said that this is not only a great life lesson and you should run your life this way, but he also said it's a great way to run your business. He found out that this was a great way to run business. So, you know, he set that example. We still use this today. We'd love to treat all of our clients with dignity and respect. And I'm sure, Elena, that that's what you felt at the Coffin Foundation was the, you know, treating others with dignity and respect. And it's just served us well. And it's part of what we want to do moving forward with fuel too. Well, and of course, you know, we talk about relationships and, and the, the focus of enterprising podcast has, has been primarily on relationship building, really, you know, establishing meaningful connections with others so that we can serve one another 
better and and with dignity and respect. And so when you talk about that as one of your favorite lessons, of course, that warms my heart and it it makes me think of Mr. Kaufman. So I just, I love that. I love that that's the one that you point to. You know, I want to ask each of you, what advice would you share with someone who wants to grow or cultivate their own professional network? Uh, Dave, what, what would be your piece of advice? Well, I have uh, essentially uh, three rules of thumb. First of all, try as busy as you are, try to be on LinkedIn every day because it seems to me like there's always an opportunity to learn something or to find somebody who might be a person you could connect with and help or uh, you know, enhance your network with. The second rule is make sure you're looking for mutual benefit with an emphasis on benefit for them. And uh, then finally, believe, make sure you believe in seven degrees of separation. This applies, <laughs> I found, all over the world. But an interesting example was I was at a performance driving school out in Nevada. And I sat down at breakfast. And because of my interest uh, and another person sitting there and his and others' interest in each other. I found out we live in the same subdivision. He's a senior executive in Kansas City. And we sat down because of our interest in each other. Uh, we developed a, a connection there. So you always find this, uh, no matter where you travel, you always find somebody who knows somebody you know or surprisingly lives in the same city in which you live. It's amazing. <laughs> I, and so that, that is such a great, that's such a great bit of advice. And I mean, even, I have to say, even the three of us have just, I know the two of you have known each other for years, but the three of us together have only recently become acquainted. And for me, I felt like we connected immediately over our shared experiences with various Kaufman-run organizations. And so you're so right. If you can find that that kernel of connection, that kernel of goodness, um, it really does blossom. And and it, it sort of our relationships kind of fold back over on themselves. So you want to maintain relationships and, and good, positive, healthy interactions with people because you don't know when you're going to end up running into them down the road or somebody who knows them. And, and so you're right. Seven degrees of separation is absolutely true. And frankly, your advice on LinkedIn, you know, in this digital heavy world that we live in, I agree. If you're going to be on any social site at all, if you're going to engage in social media in any way, be on LinkedIn. And this isn't necessarily a, an advertisement for LinkedIn, but I agree with you. To, a way, a good way to stay very active in the community is that that profile. Is there a particular way that you keep your profile up to date? Yeah. I, uh, as a matter of fact, we're just about ready to update our profiles and. Uh, we try to do that on a regular basis, including our pictures, because uh, it's important to have a, a different view every once in a while and a different story in there. We also include our white paper in our profile so that people can learn more by reading what we've written. Well, what a great resource. It's a, you know, you're making it essentially available, open source and and with you as the expert. So what a great way to connect with other people. That's wonderful. Robert, how about you? What, what advice would you share with someone who wants to build their relationship base? Well, first of all, I want to endorse, I truly believe in the seven degrees of separation karma that exists because it's unbelievable how these things come around. Yesterday, we actually had a, a meeting with an individual and found out that uh, 
he actually attended a, a, a similar high school that my nephew's going to. So, I mean, it's just, it just started opening up everything. But, you know, the one thing, piece of advice I like to share is don't look at these business relationships as an unmanageable, overwhelming task. Because I do hear, particularly the younger folks will say to me, you know, I just don't know how to manage it. You should look at every relationship as a different place, and they all will develop over time. And it takes time. You should always be cultivating. I also believe you shouldn't turn down a meeting. I also believe you should attend events. But typically when we attend events, we go and we're prepared. So what are we trying to get out of that event? Who are we trying to move forward with in a relationship? And you know, like Dave's example of meeting this individual at his driving school, you know, who can you meet new and, and move that forward to? I would also call out Enterprise University. Uh, your bank's Enterprise University is a, has created very nice relationships for us, and I encourage anyone who has the opportunity to take advantage of that. It's a great networking opportunity, plus you're going to learn a lot, too. But, you know, bottom line, I would say is takeaways. Remember, it's going to take time as you're building your relationships, and you got to tailor each one individually. So that's kind of my top-line, bottom-line thought I would share on, on my advice on networking. That's great. When I think about the people in my life who have inspired me, I was recalling as I was preparing for our conversation today, I was recalling that in, in 19, uh, let's see, it would have been 1992. I had a summer internship back in Kansas city. I was going to school in Massachusetts. I had a summer internship back in Kansas city. And one day we were invited to have lunch at the Kaufman foundation. And the person that we were going to meet was Ewing Kaufman. And it will surprise neither of you to, to hear me say that he walked into the cafeteria wearing a powder blue leisure suit and uh, began, you know, espousing just sort of tr truisms and, and information. So that always stayed with me. And so years later, when I had the good fortune to take an opportunity at the Kaufman Foundation, I never forgot that. And, you know, he died the next year. And so I always feel that it was a gift that I, I had that moment, that quick interaction with Ewing Kaufman. As you think about the people in your own lives who have inspired you, I'd love to hear from each of you about an interaction that you had with somebody that resulted in a breakthrough for you, either personally or professionally. Robert, why don't you get us started? Sure. And, you know, it's not going to surprise all of our listeners. I'm going to talk about how I got hired at Marion Labs. And uh, not to make it all about Marion Labs, but you can imagine in the 80s, the secret was out that this was a great company. People were knocking down the door to get hired. And I was a local rep with a, another very successful pharmaceutical company. And I noticed that the local rep here, the Marion rep in Kansas City, was just constantly being bombarded in the parking lots, in the hallways, just like, give me a job. How do I get into Marion Labs? So on and so forth. And I'm like, well, it's really going to be hard to break through that. So I subsequently learned that my wife's employer had a really strong relationship with a marketing executive. He set up a lunch for me. I went and had lunch with this marketing executive. He, I found out later, he actually took my resume and put it on the desk of the vice president of sales. And so that then got passed down to the hiring manager in this, this local rep. And um, he called me for an interview and goes, you know, I, I really enjoyed our, I've enjoyed our relationship. I'm happy to hear, but I never knew you were interested in working with us. So I guess a little unorthodox approach kind of paid off for me. 
you know, to go a little different way. But I go back to that, reaching out, looking around, what are other ways to get in the door? Because I knew that poor sales rep had probably 500 resumes sitting on his desk. So I took a little different approach. And I love to share with a lot of the, I, I tend to coach and counsel a lot of young folks. And I always say to them, you'll get two to three big breaks or breakthroughs in your in your career. You have to take advantage of each of these. And I really looked at getting the opportunity to work for Marion Labs as my first significant breakthrough in my career. Oh, fabulous. I just love that. Dave, how about for you? Who's a mentor or champion that's been of particular importance for you? Well, do sons-in-law count? Absolutely, they count. <laughs> I've actually... In learning how to network and build relationships, I've observed both of them. They're, they're in totally different walks of life, but they both are premier at, um, they're at the forefront. And of course, coming from a generation that didn't network as much, we networked within our company. And then as Robert and I worked together, learning how to expand and move outside, it's been very helpful. One of my sons-in-law is more purposeful, I would say, has to be because of his career path, has to be more purposeful in, what, in the unit that he runs. The other is more serendipitous. He often connects two other people together that didn't know each other, but then the benefits of making that connection accrue back to him later on. They both focus on, and it's really important, they both focus on how can I help you? Not how can you help me? And that's what I've learned. So nice. I, I love both of those, both of those stories. I, I just think um, it speaks to sort of the importance of building good, healthy relationships. And in even as you talk about the non-traditional way to get hired, Robert, I'm reminded that there's strength even in those weak ties, those quick interactions that we have and going about things in a little different way. And then Dave, the the fact that that you're talking about sort of being inspired by the next generation in terms of the way that people are connecting. I think in each generation, we can learn something from the next generation or generations and not dismiss them as, as being silly or stupid or, or unorthodox or that they don't know what they're doing. Because I think that it, it does speak to the modernity or, or the way that we, we continue to evolve and evolve our relationship basis. So thank you for that. I want to conclude with um, asking you about the fun question. I, I love to ask every guest who comes on my program, I love to ask this question. If you could meet with one person, who would it be and why? If you could go grab a cup of coffee, and I don't care if it's a fictional, non-fictional, living, non-living individual, who would it be and why? Well, I can, I'll go first on that. I would love to meet and sit down and have a coffee with Lou Holtz. First of all, I love college football, but you know what a great motivational speaker, and I do a lot of work in communications and marketing. I look at him and just how he's able to capture and share very simple uh, messages with very strong insights. And, um, you know, giving an example, not only good to live your life by, but also building relationship. He says he has three rules to live your life by. One is just do the right thing. Number two is do everything to the best of your ability. And number three, show people you care. 
And I mean, that's so simple and you can live by that. I always try my best to live by that, including in my business relationships. And today, Dave and I are trying to do, do the same thing. We approach our business relationships through fuel and have the very simple approach. And hopefully we can bring very simple solutions and approaches to um, our clients too. Love that. Thank you. Dave, how about for you? Well, this may sound a little unorthodox, but I would love to sit down with Elon Musk. And wouldn't you just love to know what's going on inside his head and how he thinks? <laughs> and, you know, I uh, would listen more than I would talk, obviously. And I would love to know, is he primarily a, a visionary only? And does he is he a strategist as well? You know, how did the how does he perform as a tactician? Uh, who does he rely on to make his visions a reality? It would just be very interesting. You know, all we hear about Elon is snippets on the news, and they're usually pretty extreme things like space launches. And, you know, he's the most wealthy person in the country. I think he just recently became number two. But uh, wouldn't it be wonderful to just have a conversation with him and learn more about how he thinks? Yeah. What, what goes on in that ticker, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. Well, I have loved visiting with both of you. I love the, the Kaufman stories and I'm super excited to see what you do with Fuel. And, and I will be watching uh, from the sidelines and I hope, I hope even jumping into the fray from time to time. So great to have you both. Where can our listeners go to learn more about each of you and about Fuel LLC? By the way, Ilana, thank you for uh, the opportunity here today very much. Thank you very much. Uh, our listeners can go to fueltolead.com, and that's where, where they can find all the associated uh, services and tools for leaders that will help leaders for today. And this tool set that we've assembled is unique because it includes Mr. K's business principles, along with all of the leadership practices that we learned as his associates. It's, uh, I think, more relevant for today's leaders and to face the, the leadership challenges of the future, even more so than it was for uh, leaders during his time. So nice. Dave Pickard, Robert Glensky, thank you both for joining us today on Enterprising Podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us this week on Enterprising. Be sure to visit our website, enterprisebank.com slash podcast to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. If you found value in today's program, please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or telling a friend about us. Enterprising, powering business leaders, one conversation at a time. The views expressed by enterprising presenters or guests are those of the presenter or guest, and not necessarily of Enterprise Bank and Trust or its affiliates. All content of this podcast and any related materials are for informational purposes only. Enterprise Bank and Trust does not make any warranty, express or implied, including warranties of merchantability and fitness for a particular purpose, and specifically disclaims any legal liability or responsibility for the accuracy, completeness, or usefulness of any information presented. Enterprise Bank and Trust is not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided in this podcast. All statements and opinions are subject to change without notice.